This is Lunch with Lloyd. On Dubai Eye 103.8. Welcome to the Lunch with Lloyd podcast. I'm Katie Overy, in for Mark all of this week. Being Thursday, Sneha was in giving us all the Bollywood gossip. William Mullally called us all the way from New York with everything that's happening in Hollywood. AJ from Mr. and Mrs. Brunch told us where we should be brunching this weekend. And I caught up with the wonderful Crystal Bashera talking about her art and NFT. Don't forget, Lunch with Lloyd is live every weekday from 11am. Listening to Lunch with Lloyd on Dubai I 103.8. Good morning, and we finally managed to track him down. William Malali, how are you, sir? Doing very well. How are you? Really good, thanks. Whereabouts are you in America? I am in New York. Oh, fancy. Uh, work or pleasure? Mm. A little bit of both. Oh. Spent last night having dinner with my. Grandma around her 93rd birthday, so oh, nice to uh, be able to sink that in. I've, I know your grandmother from Instagram. As in from your Instagram, <laughs> not from her own Instagram. <laughs> Although she might, course, yeah. might be quite popular on Instagram. Um, what have you got That's for true. us this week, Mr. Malali? There is a lot out. Um, you know, I think we've been waiting all summer, and then it seems that August has just been packed full of movies because we saw, you know, the Suicide Squad open. Mm. We saw Free Guy open. There's, you know, a lot of like cool smaller movies. And one, I think it's already been a, a cult hit in the US, but it's actually doing really, really well. Um, called The Green Knight is okay. finally out mm. in Dubai. I don't know if you've heard about it. Have you heard about this movie? I haven't, no. Literally, and do you know what? All, all I'm waiting for, and I know we've spoken about this for about a year, all I'm waiting for is for James Bond. That's all, mm, that's all I'm well, waiting for. This is really, I think, the closest you're going to get to James Bond. Ooh, I don't... Right now. Like that, but, <laughs> okay, fine. <laughs> but I think if this actor were playing James Bond, I would be more interested in James Bond, personally speaking. Okay, and who, that is who is it? Patel. Oh, amazing. Dev, I think, has quietly moved up the ranks into becoming one of the best leading men of his generation. And it's funny because when you think of him as, you know, you know, the awkward, dorky kid from Skins and then, you know, slowly becoming, you know, through Slumdog Millionaire over the years, you know, through Man Who Infinity, through Lion, has really just, I think, upped his skills again and again. And with, I think, the Green Knight um, and also, you know, last year's David Copperfield, he's really found this home going into classic British literature. And that's exactly what we get here. So The Green Knight is based on the, you know, epic poem anonymously written at the Arthurian days of, you know, Sir Gawain and the Green Knight. You know, this very you know, classic tale of an actual you know, knight of the round table who goes off to fight this, um, you know, supernatural greed knight with many, you know, ghouls and ogres along the way. And originally, so this is brought to us by director David Lowry, who previously did, you know, the Pete's Dragon remake, which was underseen, but also, you know, beloved by people who saw it, as well as A Ghost Story um, with Rooney Mara and uh, Casey Affleck that came out about five years ago. That was so odd. I was was thinking about that the other day, A Ghost Story. It was such an odd film, but really good. So I think if you liked that, okay, I think I've got you like on my my hooks here. So with I, I think David Lowry, I, I think he does always have that sort of like you know odd but good. And mm. here it's his most it's his most ambitious, you know, but it's also I think his most successful. He I, just creates this weird, beautiful world um, with you know weird you know foxes and and creatures and pretty much all practical effects as we you know navigate 
this Arthurian world, but it also kind of reimagines that this isn't, you know, some heroic night. This is a guy who's always been kind of stuck in failure to launch mode, who's never really worked out his life, who finally goes out and makes something of himself. And we, you know, when we meet, you know, Guinevere and King Arthur, they're kind of like this dark, um, weird version of themselves. Nothing is glamorized mm. here, but it still does feel kind of beautiful and poetic and weird. And just, so I, I think, this is a movie that you know demands to be seen on the big screen just because it is just so beautifully shot and so well acted and so unlike anything else that you're going to see you know this year or any other i think it's just one of those really singular projects that you know you're waiting for and so i, I think that's why in the u.s people are really responding to this movie and it's you know hanging on better i think than the suicide squad so how do you think it's um, going to be received here in the uae that's the thing you know i think if people go see this, they're really going to want to talk about it and go see it. But the problem is these movies don't always have the time to find their um, their audience. You know, if, if everyone's not rushing to a cinema on opening weekend, a lot of times it doesn't survive until weekend two. Mm. So if you do, um, you know, look this movie up, it is, you know, I think just even looking at the posters, you know, looking at Dev, looking at the reactions, because there's uniformly, you know, insanely positive. You know, people are loving this movie. You're going to be drawn in. But I, you know, there's there's so many other you know huge releases happening right now that it might not get the attention it deserves, but I really hope that it does because it definitely deserves to be seen. And I spe- I was talking to um, David, the director, um, just a, a couple days ago, and really I think it was a labor of love for for him in every single way. Mm-hmm. And he actually, um, you know, I think maybe not consciously, but you know, I think it's very much based on his own journey, you know, deep down, and as well as Dev's, you know, Dev being this guy who hadn't really figured himself out until now, you know, having this character is very similar, even if it is a completely fantastical world. I think those themes really resonate deep down with both of them. So I think it's, it's really, I think a personal film, a very human film, while also just being this crazy, fantastical film with, you know, monsters and, and ghouls and, what's and the, you know, um, insane delights. What's the rating? Um, I don't think that it's, you know, anything as in not to... like rotten tomatoes, as in like, is it PG 15 no, no, or I mean, something? I, yeah, it might be PG-15 at tops. I don't think this is too, this is nothing too explicit. Um, but I, I think that it's definitely, you know, it's actually, it's catching people of different generations. Like my, my mother yeah. is actually. And that, that, well, that's um, the thing. Cause my, if we can go see it. Well, my nephew's 11 and he loves all this kind of thing. But obviously then it does go into not so much in terms of explicit sort of intimately wise, but sometimes it's so violent or there's, you know, loads of curse words in it. And it's such a shame because it just it will push it you know, to a PG-15 as opposed to, I don't know, I don't know what the ratings are here, PG-12 or something, I don't know. Um, I've got a clip here, William. Do we know what it is? Is it the trailer? Is it something you've sent to me? I think it should be the trailer. Let's hear a little bit. Okay, let's have a listen. Oh, greatest of kings, let one of your knights try to land a blow against me. Indulge me in this game. I will lead thee. like alan rickman then the the ralph innocent yeah i mean obviously nice, i know but... it's well it could be him i suppose posthumously but i don't think it is but he really <laughs> sounded like alan rickman it sounds very very dark to me alan rickman has a bit more of a bubble in his throat alan rickman is this is here 
Alan Rickman. Uh, Ralph, Ralph Innocent is more like down here. He's available all the way back. In the well, I never, I never thought that was a conversation. I never thought that would ever happen on a phone call with you, William. Indeed. Um, okay, the Green Knights sounds good. Uh, I will definitely go and check that out. What, what else? Are you recommending? So Reminiscence is also opening in cinemas this weekend. I was supposed to go and um, see that yesterday, and then I couldn't go. So are you a fan of Westworld? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. Well, we're up to <laughs> I tell you what, I, I do, I like the idea of it, and I saw quite a few of the episodes in season one, but sometimes when, and this is going to make me sound very simple, sometimes when you have to really concentrate on something, I don't like it. Mm. Do you know what I mean? I, I think, I, I mean, I, I do get what you mean. And I think like when they're building something big and grand and doing it over 10 hours, there's, there's a lot of you know, narrative baggage in that. Where with Reminiscence, so this is brought to us by um, Lisa Joy, who's the co-creator and writer of um, Westworld. She's um, not to, you know, not that women need to stand apart from their husbands, but she's also you know, the wife of Jonathan Nolan you know, sister-in-law of Christopher Nolan. And this is her first time stepping out onto her own as her directorial debut. She wrote and directed this. And I think really, you know, it's the first chance we have a chance to see her vision. And, you know, Jonathan does produce. I did have a friend who was in LA who's Christopher Nolan brushed past. So I think they're, you know, they're definitely the Nolan's, um, you know, spirit is definitely there with her because, you know, she is a part of the family after Mm -hmm. all. But here she's, I think it'll, I'm seeing a lot of comparisons to Inception here. Um, this is, you know, a, a future in which, you know, you know, climate change has ravaged the world. And so people spend most of their time wanting to go back into their own memories. And there are machines that offer this ability. Oh, and gosh. basically Hugh Jackman um, falls in love with a woman. And then because, you know, something terrible happens, he must then solve a mystery by going back into the memories of another and trying to figure a way out of it. So that I think it's sort of, you know. so Inception, actually, doesn't it? Um, I've actually got the trailer for this. Let's take a quick listen. When the waters began to rise and war broke out, nostalgia became a way of life. There wasn't a lot to look forward to. So people began looking back. Nothing is more addictive than the past. No, 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 put me back. Put me back. Ooh, that sounds a bit moody as well, doesn't it? Very quickly before we go to the news, when, so when is this out? This is out already this weekend in the UAE? Yeah, they're both out right now, battling for your attention. Battling for your attention. Which one would you pick? <laughs> if, you, you could, Oof, if you could only like pick one movie to go and see out of these two this weekend, what are you going to see? The Green Knight. But oh. I, for me, I have to see both. Um, yeah, okay, that's true. But I mean, different. I suppose it really is your job. But okay, The Green Knight. Although they are vastly <laughs> different, aren't they, as well? Um, William, I'm so sorry. We have to wrap it up there because we've got to head across to the news. Thank you so much for taking the time out of your uh, holiday. What time is it there? I've just realised. It is 4 a.m. It's I'm going to go back to sleep. Okay, William, we love you and we'll speak to you next week. <laughs> I'll talk to you soon. Take care. Bye. Oh, love him. That is commitment to the absolute cause. This is Lunch with Lloyd. On Dubai Eye 103.8. 
Good afternoon. I'm Katie, joined in the studio by, of course, producer Maria. And Sneha Francis is in the studio as well. And I, she actually just said, there's so much energy in the studio here. I'm so yeah. tired. And I was like, well, I know, but you've been in since 4am. You're part of the news team. And she went, no, I got in at like 8. But I yes. must add... News never stops, so it's not like if I'm not here. That's a tagline, isn't it? Yeah. Dubai I 103.8. News News never never stops. stops. Absolutely. Yeah, I like that. Um, (laughs) Sneha, you look beautiful. You're all dressed up. I mean, you you always look beautiful, but you're (laughs) all dressed up, as are many people in the Dubai I offices. Um, Happy Unam. Thank you. Ahead of Saturday. Yes. What... I think I like to know what Unam is because I've been educated this morning. Well done, you. Um, Maria wanted me to educate her. Yes, please. But I, I don't know. So in all seriousness, I, from what I understand from the girls and guys that look amazing in the office today, oh, yeah. by the way, don't they? And the colours. Yes, yeah, so, so beautiful. And it's not even holly. Yeah, See, I, I know. do know some things. I know. So from my understanding <laughs> is that it's, it's how they said it to me was, Unam is Kerala's Diwali, is what she said. She was like, Diwali is like the festival of light, mainly from North India. This is Unam, which is Kerala, right? Yeah, God's own country. Yeah. Um, and it is something to do with the return of your king. You believed that before, when it was like all states and all different, that you were all as one. There was no rich, no poor, no class system. And that's what you all kind of celebrate, the return of your king. So King Mahabali, uh, Mm -hmm. it is his return that we celebrate every year. Mm -hmm. And he was one of the the most just uh, kings. And everyone was happy. Like like you said, there was Mm. no rich and poor. Everyone was treated equally. Mm -hmm. And then... um, the story goes that, you know, he, he the gods obviously took uh, envy to this king because there was, there was no need for anyone else. Oh. He was just, it was just him. Mm. And then the story goes that, you know, he had to, the gods then, there was, a, there was a trick that was played and then he had to, you know, choose. There was a guy who came in and asked him, can I, you know, he was, he used to help people. So there was a, 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 um, a sage who came and asked for three steps of land. And he said he was willing to offer three steps of land. Okay. So it, as he took each step, the uh, the sage grew bigger and bigger. Okay. Until he could, the third step, there was no more space for him to take, put his foot on. Okay. And then King Mahabali lowers, lowers his head. And he steps on him. So that's oh, the, no the legend behind it. Okay. And okay. every year we welcome him back into our lives. So yep. the celebration is we dress a certain way. The color scheme, the Kerala saris, you know, cream and gold. Uh, we food. Lay, um, food. 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 So much food. Go, yes. Goes without saying. Yes. There's a massive spread that ha- that we put on a banana leaf. We dress. It's so deck beautiful. The, uh, deck the floor yes. with a flower carpet, which we call pukulam. So there's vibrant you know, flowers, petals that we, you know, create different designs on. So that's like when he enters our homes, he's welcomed with so much pomp and, you know, celebration that, you know, he feels that he still lives with, within our hearts. It's amazing. I honestly... I, it's I, like Christmas, I can yeah. say. It's almost so. like welcoming Santa. Yeah, 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 I guess so. Well, yeah, I, well, you say that. You, you've got a beautiful flower carpet. In my house, when I was growing up, it was like a like this kind of paper ball that we would, like, hang above the door. Merry Christmas! Merry it Christmas. wasn't That would be a same. tree. Let's uh-huh. not, let's yeah, not give that. Yeah, there is a tree. Yeah, yeah, there is a tree. And all of these celebrations, you know what? It's all about food, isn't it? 
It is. It is about food. Paisam, which is a sweet dish that we mm. in different flavors and different. Oh, I love paisam. So I have told myself I'm just waiting for this to end and then go in. Do you know what? That's one of the other reasons that I love living in the UAE because you get to celebrate all of these different holidays. Yeah. You get to eat all of this food. Yes. You know, it's like you know the whole month of the holy month of Ramadan. It's like, oh, I'll just go to this house and this now and yeah. have more food. Yeah. Oh, it's Diwali. You say, okay, yes, I'll pop around. It's like you've travelled the world. Yeah. yeah, that's true. In this country, so it's we're good. all global citizens. We need to celebrate yeah. everything. Well, yes. that I mean, that's all about. Let's talk about Expo. No, let's not because okay. <laughs> that's what it's all about. Come October first, right? Let's talk about. Bollywood. That's what you're here for, Sneha. Tell us what you've been watching. Do you want to take a listen to this? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. The first one am I pressing? Here we go. reporting, sir. Right, tell us. So that is uh, Sher Shah, the film that landed on Amazon Prime. It's a biopic. I don't know about you. This is this, I, I love war dramas. It kind yeah. of makes you, you know, the, the kind of sacrifices, the bravery, the, the mm, courage mm. of our soldiers. So this is based on a very, very celebrated Indian soldier, Captain Vikram Batra, and he fought uh, in the 1999 Kargil War. And the stories about him, you know, his journey, what made him who he was. He was known as a daredevil, so to speak. So nothing, you know, uh, stopped him from you know, okay. going out there and getting him. And that was his personality. He was also a little Bollywoodish, like little filmy, as they would call him. So he had all these little tag lines, and you know, he would be—he was quite flamboyant, if I could. He's put a it real that way. guy. Yeah. He's, oh no way! How funny. And his his love affair, everything is taken from his life, mm. and they've put it together. So it's a great. There's no doubt this is a great life and he, the sacrifices he's made. But does the movie do justice to his life? Mm. Uh, I honestly didn't think so. Oh. And that's a shame. Mm. And I think it's it boils down to poor writing, you know, the narrative, it's the storyline. Um, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a celebrated life. You need to give it something more. Mm -mm. You can't just, you know, bank on it and say, oh, it's a great life, so let's just play it as it is. You know, if it's a linear storyline for, for a film like this, it doesn't work. Mm. Um, Siddharth Malhotra takes on the role as Captain Batra. I thought he wasn't as... Up for it, as good as he you should know, have been. You know, passionate as he mm. should have been. And we've seen war dramas before. We've seen dramas where it's not based on a real person. And yet you feel patriotic. You feel the pain and the anguish. And there are tears rolling down mm -hmm. your eyes, and, you know, towards the end. But none of that here. Um, and also predictable. You know, that's my problem. So when you have a soldier talking about his six-month-old baby and how he hasn't seen the baby, cut to the next scene, you know, yeah. if, you know what's going <laughs> to happen to him. You know what's going to happen. And there are these soldiers in the background supporting cast again. I think this is where actors should cast, I mean, a director should cast some really solid performers. You yeah. have people who are just so wooden and sometimes they get a line and you know, like, oh, I know what's going to happen to you after two lines. Oh, you know? so, no. So that way it was a letdown. Okay. But some of the war sequences I thought was well shot, but we had a movie just a few, uh, you know, uh, last year called 
Uri, okay. which is again a war drama. Fabulous. So you have, you know, Bollywood set the benchmark quite high. Mm-mm-mm. This one just doesn't get there. Didn't hit it. Okay. And, and, I, I, and I would like to reiterate that Captain... Captain Vikram Batra deserved a lot more. Okay. All right. That's good to know. It's good to know. <laughs> right. We've got only got a couple of minutes before we uh, go to the news, but we've got here Mumbai Diaries. Take a listen to this. That sounds very dark. What's that all about? So this is called Mumbai Diaries 2611. Um, This is when Mumbai was under attack in Mm. uh, 2008. Um, And it's about, you know, the, the, the things that unfold in a hospital. It's about how people from different parts come together to save lives when a city is under attack. And mm. it looks really phenomenal. This is on Amazon Prime Video. Lands on September 9th and it's a series. So I'm really, really looking forward to this Oh, it's one. a series. How yeah. many parts? Um, it's a, I don't know how many parts yet, but it is a series that lands oh, on okay. Amazon Prime. Oh, okay. Interesting. Okay. I really, really like the sound of that. Right. Very quickly, because annoyingly, we have got one <laughs> minute before the news. You've, I've got this thing on my system here, on my screen. It says, line for Katie to learn <laughs> she's throwing me under the bus right how done that's not fair it's about 19 minutes long right. oh okay. come on hit me go on what is it you have to say i don't remember that i can't hear that clearly i need you to hear it and then what <laughs> <laughs> Let's do it. Okay. No. You want me to say it again? Yeah, you okay. say it. Har aurat ka khwab hota hai. Say it, break it okay. down. Have you never been a teacher? Har <laughs> say it again. <laughs> Not a Bollywood one, clearly. Har aurat, har aurat ka khwab, ka khwab hota hai. Hota hai. Ek chutki sindoor. Ek chutki sindoor. I know the word one was in there. Ek. Ick. <laughs> Only because once, uh, my friend, I, I went to a, um, a Pakistani restaurant, actually. Ravi's, I mean, come on, we might as well talk about it. And he, my friend was like, uh, his name is Dev, and he's like, I'll, I'll order for us. And I'm like, I come here every week. Like, you don't need to. And the guy came over and he's uh, chatting away to him. And he was like, Ick butter chicken. I was like, <laughs> dude, I could have said that. Do you know what? Do. Do butter chicken. Thank well you Well done, much. you. So we could do and more lines coming up. More lines coming up. <laughs> Say it again. I'm going to try it one more time. Har aurat ka khwab hota. Okay. Har aurat ka khwab. Har aurat. Har aurat. Ka khwab. Ka khwab. Hota hai. Hota hai. Ik chutki. Ik Chutki Sindur. Sindur. Oh, we got it. Absolute professional. Sneha Francis, <laughs> we love you. This is Dubai I 103.8. You're listening to Lunch with Lloyd. Good afternoon. I'm Katie Overy in for Mark Lloyd. It's Thursday, August the 19th and it's 12.30. And as always, I make this mistake whereby I haven't had my lunch and I'm about to talk about food with AJ from Mr and Mrs Brunch. How are you, my friend? Um, I'm okay, thanks, Katie. Hope you're well. Yeah, very good. Thank you very much indeed. I know that um, apparently producer Maria woke you up this morning. Uh, 
actually did. We actually got back um, late, very, very late last night. From um, we've had twenty odd days on in in Spain. So um, yeah, today wasn't on on the cards, but we we roll on. The show must go on. It's Thank you so good. much for doing it. Because if you hadn't have come on, I wouldn't have known what to do. Because you're the experts ah. in the field. So um, first of all, tell us if, for those who are listening that don't know anything about Mr. and Mrs. Brunch and what you do. Do let us know. Oh, right. So, um, Mr. and Mrs. Brunch, uh, myself and Lucy, well, a little bit further back, we, we were over in Spain. We actually got engaged. Uh, so, Mr. and Mrs. Brunch is actually now going to be 100% legit and official. Oh, my goodness. Um, you got engaged just yeah. recently. Just Yeah, just a few weeks ago in Spain. Oh, we we're all very excited. However, you have lied to us for the last two years. So, we're not overly the last pleased. Eight years, actually. We've been lying to everybody for the last eight years. So oh, no way. That's yeah. brilliant. Oh, well, congratulations from everyone here at Dubai Eye. Thanks, Katie. Thank you. Um, and so on to our, our guest story. We're just, you know, we're, we're really big foodies. We like to go out. We like to eat. Um, people like to ask us our advice and opinions. Mm. So uh, we started to uh, write these down into a, a blog and then the blog turned into an app and then the app turned into a website. And, you know, we're just, you know, it's just who we are now. So we're just known as Mr. and Mrs. Bunch, not, not our real names anymore. So we give advice, <laughs> we give tips, and recommendations and discounts. Brilliant. And you've been going for eight years. Uh, yes. I didn't know that. I know that. So when I said a couple of years, I just meant on the show, but I've known of you for probably a good four, five years, I would have thought. But eight years is a long time. My goodness, you've seen a brunch or two in your time, haven't you? Yeah, I think (laughs) we did did an article, I think, for years ago, and I think they counted, and I think it's definitely over a thousand brunches. Oh, my goodness. Can uh, (laughs) Can we have a Guinness World Record for that? We haven't had one for a while. We could do with we could do with a Guinness World Record. Um, yeah, right. AJ, what have you got for us this weekend then, or even uh, next week weekend? It's really good, uh, it's, well, this every it's just every day is a bit of a blur at the moment. So <laughs> we're starting off tonight. Um, we're actually going to uh, it's it launched a couple of weeks ago. It's the Ritz Carlton on JBR, mm. um, and it's one called uh, Blue Jade's uh, Saigon Social. So. Um, not sure whether you've been to the Ritz Carlton before, but they usually have a really popular Friday brunch yes. called London Social. Um, but that is on pause for summer. So this one's uh, taken over on Thursday night. So uh, their chef de cuisine, uh, his name's Chef Tar, and he was born and raised in um, Vietnam. So he really, really knows his stuff. Um, there's dishes such as pho, which is the national yeah. noodle soup, which is the only one that I'm going to try and dare pronounce because the other dishes I can describe, <laughs> but I don't know what their names are but at but, least you um, pronounce it correctly because it's spelt p-h-o so most people do call yes. it foe yes okay yes so you've done I, I very well so far excellent <laughs> <laughs> thank you um the other ones are um like seafood rolls and they've got ginger lobster uh or ginger lotus sea bass um and something i'm really intrigued to try this evening which is in homage to their vietnamese coffee culture is something called egg coffee oh i don't like the sound of that actually so you've got to go with it. It's, it's really, really popular in Vietnam, apparently. What so is it? Up tonight. Uh, so it's, it's egg yolk and it's uh, sugar, condensed milk, and then obviously coffee in there as well. And it's really, really popular in Vietnam. So, in know, fairness, that sounds one, really nice. Anything with condensed milk, I'm fine with. Yeah. I was an definitely. 80s child, so you can, chuck Me, yeah. con- you can chuck condensed milk. My dad used to drink it straight out of the can. Oh, oh no. I know. No, no, okay, no, that sounds no. really good. Blue Jade at the Ritz Carton. So, what are the prices you're about for tonight? Uh, that, uh, it's two hundred and forty-nine for your soft beverage package, or three nine eight for the mixed beverages, and they've got sparkling and hops and everything. And that's Thursdays from eight till eleven. Amazing. Okay, that's good. So that's tonight sorted. What are we saying about tomorrow? 
Uh, so tomorrow there's a couple of options. So uh, the first one is at the Address Sky View, which uh, is the really lovely one that looks out onto the Burj Khalifa with the infinity pool and C'est la vie up mm-hmm. to the top there. Mm-hmm. Um, but this one is their, their poolside brunch club. It's actually on their lobby level. So they've got another swimming pool uh, downstairs and a place called Deck 2. Um, and it's, I wouldn't say it's a, it's a quieter affair. Obviously, the, the Ritz and the Glitz and the Rasmus has is, is all upstairs. But this one is a, a real foodies one. You can get pool access from 10 a.m. till 4 p.m. with this uh, brunch and have things like sushi rolls and uh, oysters and nachos. But then they have um, the uh, mains and desserts are served in little Japanese bento boxes. So you get a little bit of everything. Oh, that's nice. And how much is that? So hang on. Just tell me how much it was. Uh, this one is two nine five for soft beverages. Uh, house beverages are three nine five, and premium is four nine five. But again, all of those include uh, pool access from ten a.m. up wow. until four p.m. And then, when do you know when the food is then served? So you can get there from ten, for example, but then brunch is from I don't know one p.m. or something. Twelve thirty. So yeah, you can get there early and do a little pre-swim, build up your appetite, and then brunch is twelve thirty till four. Putting you on the spot slightly, do you know if this is something they're going to extend after summer? Uh, yes, it is. Yeah, okay. so they're really keen to um, utilise the other pool because, as, as you know, people don't really know about the other pool. Everybody yeah, goes up to the infinity pool, really. So, and that's only for hotel guests. The the top pool. So, if you do want to use the pool at this uh, particular location, the address Skyview, you have to use this one down at the bottom. But you get amazing views of the Burj as well. Yeah, it's a lovely hotel. Um, I mean, anything under sort of the the address label and email and everything is wonderful. Okay, so that is a great option. You've got another one for us tomorrow, have you? Yes. So this one is a really brand new party brunch at the Hotel Indigo, which is downtown. This is um, a pet-friendly hotel. Um, they've got their own art curator. So it's really kind of funky mod type, something like if, if they were based in the UK, it would be somewhere like Soho or, okay. or, or Old Street. That's yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, um, and they called it Morassi Brunch because they're on Morassi Drive, obviously. Um, it's a later starting one at uh, Fridays, 2 till 5 p.m. Um, and this one is actually earmarked from your bathroom catwalk. This one definitely sounds <laughs> up your street. Because they, they really, it's amazing. You've definitely got to go there. And, and it, they say they want you to channel your inner animal and sashay your way into Fridays. Really, you really stitched cool. me right up there, AJ. I'm going to give famous. you such a slap. They're amazing. I love them. I might try and get Lucy to do one as well on Friday. So basically, if you're listening, I do this thing on my Instagram where I've tried to turn every bathroom I go into into a catwalk because some, in seriousness, some of the bathrooms in the UAE are just ridiculous, aren't they? They're so over the top. Okay, so I'm down with that. And actually, um, I haven't been to the Marisai Party Brunch, but a very good friend of mine, DJ Thomas Karnofsky, is there um, There doing the brunch every Friday. And it does look like a real party. Party brunch. Have you been yeah. to it yet? Uh, we have. We've been away, so we of haven't course. got it booked in. So next, uh, I think we're booked in for maybe next Friday, I believe. So yeah, we've just seen a lot of stuff on social media, and yeah, um, yeah we're, they're actually doing a buy one get one free for the whole of August as well. So oh, wow. good time to uh, to go if you want to check that out. But uh, yeah, we'll what be going are the prices? Uh, it's one nine nine for soft beverage package, or they call it the Falcon Pack. Uh, their flamingo pack, which is the alcohol package, is two nine five, and their camel pack, which is a bubbly pack, is three four five. <laughs> That's really good, three four five. Wow, that yeah. is good. And I, and I, you know, I do like it when brunches, you know, they say exactly what they are, what they're trying to be, yeah. because sometimes. 
And actually, I've got one um, which I'm going to speak to you about anyway, kind of off the air is, you know, my brother's turning 30 and we want to do like a brunch and celebration, but there's going to be some family going. There's going to be, but we don't also want it to be just family. Do you know what I mean? We don't want it to be like a family brunch, but yet it's nice to know what you're going into because I've been into some brunches when you're like, oh, I wasn't expecting that. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, that's why I guess people ask us so many questions because it's such a, it's such a big space of time that you're investing in on a Friday. You yeah. don't want to pick the wrong brunch and, and yeah, we call a spade a spade if it's not very good, but it's not very yeah, good. No, that, that is brilliant. Um, where can people find you and find out and reach out to you and, and get all this information? Uh, so we have our social medias, which is on Facebook and Instagram, which is either at Mr. and Mrs. Brunch or at Let's DXB. Perfect. Oh, let's, by the way, let's DSB. Well done. What a wonderful, wonderful app because it, there are plenty of, plenty of deals on there. AJ, thank you very much. Congratulations once again on your engagement and we look forward to the invites. Definitely. Bye, Hat Katie. Speak to you soon. Take care. Bye. This is Lunch with Lloyd on Dubai Eye 103.8. Good afternoon. How are you? I'm Katie Overy in for Mark Lloyd. Now, NFT is something I hear a lot about at the moment. And I have to be totally honest, totally hands up. I'm really not sure what it's all about. So, why not have the first female? Arab artist to launch NFTs out of the UAE on the phone with us right now. Hello, Crystal, how are you? Hi, Katie, how are you? I'm fine. Very good, thank you very much. I'm hoping you're here to educate us all. Yes, yes, of course. So um, I'm an artist who works with both digital and traditional art. And I've been struggling for years in defending my digital art for being valued on the same scale as the traditional art that I always create. So now with NFTs that I have been introduced like, uh, and I adopted uh, early this year, the NFTs is a smart contract. It gives uh, uh, the digital art a unique aspect. So uh, it's, it's like a, it gives the proper recognition digital art deserves finally after right. years of not having a market to sell to sell so it created this uh, market to trade with digital art uh, it gave digital artists uh, a way to sell directly to collectors without an intermediate or a third party and whenever our work is sold on the secondary market we get royalty fees so this is very important for artists right. specifically digital artists who didn't have a channel to sell their work before so these smart contracts the nfts they gave um, they are a proof of ownership think about them like a certificate of authenticity mm-hmm. so uh, they are uh, registered on the blockchain and the blockchain is a technology that secures it secures a safe transaction between the collectors and creators. So there you have the safety and the security of having a very transparent transaction. So it's very important for um, collectors Mm -hmm. and for artists at the same time as it provides the proof of ownership and authenticity and, you know, provenance for years uh, later. I mean, it's absolutely fascinating because you can't, you know, to make it so digital and this technology with what you know and some people just still think of art as you know old paintings on the wall and it's like no finally digital artists actually have this 
Yes, we finally got the recognition and a way to sell our art. And like, you know, to have our digital art valued on the same scale, like it's not less than, uh, than traditional art, it's just produced differently using technology mm. or presented using uh, technology. So it's not less, it has the same creative process, but different way of creating or presenting it, like using technology in, in that. Yeah, for sure. Now I've heard again with the word blockchain, it's one of these other words <laughs> that's been going around along with um, <laughs> yeah. cryptocurrency and everything. Yes. So these NFTs, they're, they're totally unique? Yes, every NFT is, represents one asset, which can be a digital, any kind of digital art form or any asset later on. It started now that digital art and art in general, they adopted this NFT um, quickly. Yeah. Uh, but later on, I feel like any asset um, can have a crea- uh, an NFT. So it's like a, an insurance, a signature, virtual signature, which is on the blockchain. That, as I said, it's immutable. No one can edit it there. So it's very secure, safe, and it um, secures, you know, authenticity. So clever. It's so incredibly yeah, clever. Now, you, yeah. you're the first Arab, f- oh, oh, sorry, yeah. you are the first <laughs> Arab female artist to launch NF- NFTs. So how many mm-hmm. pieces have you created and, and, and sold via this new Yes, so I um, I did my research around uh, early February and I started accepting on my website uh, payments in cryptocurrencies because it was important for me to adopt this technology naturally because I'm I used to uh, I have uh, digital art so I needed to adopt it and I I understood how beneficial it is. Mm-hmm. After that, I and meanwhile I was creating a series Beauty in DeFi. It has now sixteen artworks. And I've sold them all. So the thing no is... No way! Uh, That's amazing, yes. my brook. You've sold everything. Thank you. Yes, and that was starting end of March. I launched the series and I started dropping uh, every week an artwork. Uh, and the series is still developing. So I was creating and listing or minting on the, on the marketplace. It's called Foundation. It's where I'm selling my work my NFT work Mm -hmm. and yes it's been selling every time I just drop in an artwork I get bids and it's sold within 24 hours oh my goodness yes it's amazing that is amazing that is wonderful and actually whilst we're saying that let's uh I've got your website right here it's r-i-s-t-e-l atelier crystal um but if you you can always send me a message and I can let you know what that is so let's actually talk more about your actual artwork then what what does your artwork represent what are the stories behind your pieces tell us a bit more Yes. So for this series, the beauty in DeFi, I'm representing ideas around the uh, cryptocurrencies, the dialect they have. They have special, like a nice uh, language between uh, in the crypto world, like, for example, bullish to the moon, like really nice terms that you can be very creative when uh, representing them. So um, this series, Beauty in DeFi, DeFi, which is um, uh, decentralized finance, which is a representation of the uh, cryptocurrencies in general and the world. Mm -hmm. So it's how I see these terminologies and how I uh, represent them. Um, It is in the same style that I always work with, which is um, most of the artwork is black and white with a lot of patterns and colors covering one part of the artwork. It's beautiful. I mean, I've seen some of them. I was looking at your yeah. website earlier. So even yeah. even the black and white 
bits. You mm. know, just seeing the highlights and the shadowing and the shading is stunning. There's the, a favourite mm. one of mine. I mean, I love Audrey Hepburn. So there's a oh. uh, there's a wonderful one you've got of Audrey Hepburn. But I love mm-hmm. the and I don't know if it's someone famous, but there's a woman who looks very 1950s eating a donut. This is Sophia. I call her Sophia's Resolution. Uh, you know, Sophia Loren. It is she Sophia Loren. I did wonder. Yes. Yeah. Oh, like you know, I just, yes, she says that she'd rather, be, uh, she'd rather eat uh, pasta and drink wine instead of uh, being a size zero. So I've given her, um, I represented her with a donut, obviously. <laughs> it's, it's called Sophia's Resolution. Oh, yeah. it's amazing. Obviously, your artwork is fantastic. So you have an exhibition Ooh. taking place right now in the UAE. Tell us more about that. Yes, so the, um, this exhibition is called da- uh, Dance of Colors, and it is in the DISC at the Gate Avenue. Uh, it, it has 26 artworks, paintings, original paintings. This is a traditional uh, painting, acrylic on canvas. Each is unique, and, in the, and it is running till uh, the mid-September, 14th of, the, of September. And it's open for everyone for viewing. Uh, from 10 to 10 p.m. Oh, right, and it's free just to go in and have a look round and then presumably buy. Everyone's got to go and buy one of Crystal's pieces of art, please. (laughs) That's what we like. And is it, are you part of a a bigger exhibition or is this just your artwork on display? This is only, uh, it's like a solo show. Wow, that's Mm -hmm. amazing. Isn't that incredible? (laughs) I love things like that. And, okay, let's talk very quickly then about future plans, Crystal. What, what, what's in the next, I hate, I'm not going to ask you for a five-year plan. I'm not doing an interview, uh, no. like a job interview. <laughs> um, but, yeah, what, what's, the, what's the future holding? So, for me, I'm working on a new uh, collection, which is uh, the original one, the acrylic painting. So, there's a collection there. But uh, I'm focusing more uh, for the next uh, few months on the NFT series because it's... Uh, I've I, I've been short. I have a lot of demand, and um, I need to work uh, to produce a lot of uh, more of these NFTs. They are very um, th- th- there's a big demand for that. Yeah. And um, I'm hoping to start working on some some animation to add to the NFTs because now I you know I have more um, room to play with and create uh, with this new medium because it's purely digital. I don't have even don't even have to print it on canvas to wow. deliver. You know, yeah. so now I can have it on screen. I can I'm printing it on acrylic, transparent acrylic to hang. So it's really really nice to, uh, you know, uh, experiment in uh, and just uh, create in this field. Oh, it's so, absolutely yeah, beautiful. So... <laughs> just looking at the artwork, and now I'm just thinking about it being on acrylic in my house. So now my mm-hmm. my brain is not connecting at all. Crystal, <laughs> thank you so much. That's fascinating. Um, the exhibition in DIFC is called A Dance of Colours. As Crystal said, it's on until mid-September. Go and check it out. It's ateliercrystal.com. A-T-E-L-I-E-R-K-R-I-S-T-E-L. Crystal, thank you so much. We, we wish you the best of luck. Thank you. Thank you for having me, Katie. You have a good afternoon. You too. Have a wonderful weekend. Take care. All the best. Make sure you go and check it out. Honestly, her artwork is absolutely fantastic.